Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, your host, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and I'm super excited about today's episode, as always. So today we're going to be talking about how the moon phases actually impact you personally. So we've talked on the podcast um, recently a couple of times about the moon cycle and what it means, how to work with the moon phases during quarantine, um, all these different things. And yesterday, uh, April 7th, 2020, was actually the full moon in Libra. So we're still really in the energy of the full moon. Um, And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about what the moon phases actually mean. So the phases of the moon are one of the universal cycles or universal rhythms that we work with as witches. So there's essentially three basic cycles that are interconnected that we work with and that we use in our magical practices. Um, And these are the moon phases, the cycles of the sun, which are the seasons, um, and then the cycles of astrology overall. So the movement of all of the planets and stars. And so these cycles, as I've talked about before, are all very interconnected. Um, They're very related. And you really cannot separate them one from any of the others. Um, You know, they all impact and affect one another. But we tend to learn them separately. Um, And so I'm kind of on a mission to, you know, change the way that we teach and the way that we learn these systems because it really is so much more simple and so much easier when you do learn them together, um, which is what we are doing in the Starlight Coven. Um, And when you do really learn how these different cycles and different rhythms are interconnected, that is just one piece of the puzzle okay so we're learning the knowledge right we're learning what do the different phases of the moon mean what kind of magic are you practicing during each phase what do the different seasons mean etc etc right um but the most important thing that we can do and really the true core of my mission is to understand how these cycles and rhythms impact you personally So yes, the cycles happen around us collectively, and there are, you know, collective impacts on everyone, um, which is what I like to call the collective energies of each cycle and each astrological sign and each season and each moon phase. Um, But we also need to learn and really deeply understand the individual energies. So I had an astrologer explain it to me one time um, that astrology is essentially two different layers stacked on top of one another. So the first layer is your natal chart, which is the chart that you get um, when you put in your birth date and your birth time. Um, That little circle chart that you get with all the squiggly lines on it, that's your astrological chart. And that's what we call a natal chart because it's a chart of the stars or a map of the stars at the moment that you were born. No two birth charts or natal charts are exactly alike. 
never have been, never will be. It's like a fingerprint. Certainly you can have a lot of similarities with people born around the same time as you, um, but no two are exactly alike, even twins. So that is the first layer. Then the second layer is the chart of the moment or the chart of the transits, which is essentially a map of the stars right now, um, which if someone is being born right this second, then that's going to become their natal chart, right? But the transits chart is how the stars are impacting all of us collectively. So you can think of the natal chart as the individual energies and the transits as the collective energies. Now, we can learn about these two things separately, but what makes them really, really powerful and transformational is when we layer them on top of each other. So I wanna give credit to my friend Rebecca Farrar, um, the Wild Witch of the West, for that analogy. She explained it to me that way, and it just really stuck with me um, along time ago that it just, it makes so much sense, right? That we, we tend to learn these things separately, but their true power is when we learn them together. Because astrologically speaking, what the transits are when you layer them on top of your natal chart is all of the different planets are constantly moving around your own natal chart and they're impacting you. They show up in different areas of your life. They, you know, make aspects, they form relationships with the planets in your own chart and they can impact your love life, they can impact your career, they can impact your mood. Um, and so the true power is when we learn these two pieces together and the same goes for all of the cycles of the universe. It goes for astrology, it goes for the seasons, it goes for the moon phases. We can learn the individual systems or we can even learn all three systems together but their true power is always when we apply it personally, when you learn to understand what these different cycles and systems actually mean in your own life. Because just having the knowledge, just knowing that it's the new moon and so therefore you should set intentions, that's powerful, right? Just that little piece of wisdom, that little piece of being tapped into the collective, that is powerful and I don't want to discount that. But the true power is always in what does it actually mean for you on a much more personal and intimate level. So let's get into the moon phases and what this can actually look like in your real life. So there, there are four phases of the moon um, on a basic level. You can break it down even further and get, you know, more specific with it. Um, but I always think that it's very valuable to just keep things simple. So there are four basic phases, okay? There is the new moon, which is when the moon is darkest in the sky. It's when we can't see it at all. Um, the new moon is about fresh starts. It's about new beginnings. Um, so magically speaking and spiritually speaking, um, the new moon is the time to set intentions. It's the time to start new things. Um, the new moon is also always in the same sign as the sun. So you'll hear people say things like, oh, the new moon in Aries is coming up, right? So what that means is that the moon is actually appearing in a particular astrological sign. The moon is always in a particular sign. It's constantly moving through them. It moves through all 12 signs in just about one month or about 28 days. And so we experience throughout the year, we experience the new moon in all 12 signs. We experience the full moon in all 12 signs. 
Um, and so the new moon is always in the same sign as the sun. Okay, so that's very important. Then we have the waxing moon. So the waxing moon lasts for about two weeks and it takes us from the new to the full moon. The waxing moon is as the moon is getting bigger and bigger and brighter in the sky. It's when it's growing. And so therefore the waxing moon is a good time for growing things. It's a good time for taking action, for going out and getting what you want. You know, the waxing moon is very much about activity. Um, then we have the full moon, when the moon is biggest and brightest in the sky. Um, and the full moon is about celebration, it's about amplification. The, the full moon is about amplifying the intentions that you set at the new moon, and it's about amplifying the desire that you have for whatever it is that you want to create or manifest. Um, the full moon is also about celebrating how far you've come whether that is how far you've come in creating the intention you set just two weeks ago at the new moon, or whether it's over the past six months or year or over your entire lifetime. It doesn't matter. The full moon is just about celebration. It's kind of like a moment to press pause and rest and, and celebrate. So the full moon is always in the opposite sign as the sun, which is also really important to know. Um, and the full moon is essentially like a little dose of the opposite wisdom of the collective energy that is exemplified by the sun sign. Um, so for example, when the sun is in Aries, um, which it is in March and April, then the full moon is always going to be in Libra which is the full moon that we just had yesterday. So then we have the waning moon. The waning moon is the remaining two weeks of the moon cycle, um, and it takes us from the full moon back to the new moon. Um, the waning moon is when the moon is getting smaller and smaller in the sky, um, culminating in the new moon when it's completely dark. So the waning moon is about release. It's about banishing. It's about letting go. Um, where the new moon is about beginnings, the waning moon is about endings. And so you can see how these different energies, even just on that level, are so powerful. They're so powerful to live by and to flow with because everything is a cycle, right? Everything in life, everything in the universe is a cycle. Everything moves through its phases. And that is completely exemplified by the moon, perhaps in its most approachable and most accessible. Um, you know, for thousands of years, people have been following the moon phases. That's no coincidence. And so even just knowing what the phases mean, just that is so, so magical and you can work with so much. But there's also deeper and deeper and deeper layers to this, right? So number one, it doesn't matter what signs the moon is in, um, it's always going to have that phase impact, right? So the new moon is always going to be about starting over. The waxing is always going to be about taking action. The full moon is always going to be about celebration. The waning moon is always going to be about release. But those four energies are going to be colored. They're going to be filtered through the energy of the particular signs that they're happening in. So, you know, the full moon in Libra is going to be pretty different from, say, the full moon in Scorpio. Um, 
And those energies are going to meld together, right? So you're going to have the energy of the phase blended with the energy of the sign. As you can see how by learning the moon phases and astrology together, you're really amplifying, you're really elevating your understanding of how to work with the moon. But this is all still just on the knowledge level, right? So I, I love learning new things. I'm all about knowledge. I'm all about, you know, learning how to do new things and use new tools in my practice and in my life. Um, my boyfriend always teases me that I have so many apps on my phone and on my computer. Like I just, I love tools that make my life easier. I love working with a system that is designed for the task at hand. Like I, I am that person. I am that Virgo rising. But what is also really, really so important to me is not just knowing how something works, but knowing why I should care, to be totally frank right? Why should I care that the moon is in a particular phase? Why should I care that it's in a particular sign? Those things are interesting to me, but the thing that calls me to the moon is not necessarily, you know, what phase it's in. I love it in all of its phases. I love to go out and look at the moon every night of the, every night of the week, right? And to say, oh my God, babe, look at how beautiful the moon is. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter what phase it's in, it still has that draw and that call to me. So the question becomes, okay, well, I know that just looking at the moon gives me spiritual fulfillment, right? So why should I layer on these more complex layers of the phase and the sign? Well, for one thing, you know, they're going to make our magic more potent. They're going to help us understand what's happening around us more intimately. So obviously there are plenty of reasons why, you know, working with those phases and signs are going to be supportive. But here's the real kicker, right? Here's the really important piece of this. When you work with the moon phases and you work with the moon in each sign as it moves through that cycle throughout the year, you can also pay attention to how those things actually impact you personally. So this is one of the things I am most passionate about and feel is most important about witchcraft. So witchcraft is a system, is a tradition that has no rules, full stop. There are no rules. Don't ever let anyone tell you any differently. There is absolutely nothing you must do and there is absolutely nothing you can't do in your practice as a witch or as a spiritual practitioner of any kind, right? Yes, there are certain traditions that have their own rules and it is completely and utterly your choice whether you wish to belong to a tradition like that. Um, you know, for many of us, structure and rules feel great and we like to have that kind of container for our spiritual practice. For others of us, we don't want any rules, right? We don't want anyone telling us what to do. And so we come into this path feeling like we're so excited, we're so empowered to, you know, start practicing this alternative path to, you know, kind of say no to all of the rules of the collective, of society, of the patriarchy, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get bogged down in learning all of the things. We feel like, 
okay, well now I have to learn how to be a witch. I have to learn how to do witchcraft. That's bullshit, okay? You know how to do it. You, there is not a single thing you have to learn in order to be a witch. You don't have to learn anything about the moon phases, anything about astrology, anything about the seasons. But the thing is that when we do learn those things and we learn them in a way that empowers us and doesn't disempower us, they can become such powerful tools in our lives to really create whatever we desire. But there is such a culture of learning these things in a way that is disempowering, and I really hate it, so I want to address it. That so often I hear from people who are new witches or even people who you know have been interested in this path for a long time, I always hear people say like, oh, well, you know, I just feel like I need to know more or I feel like I need to learn about this thing. Or they say, you know, like, I feel like I need to understand more about all of these different tools before I feel, you know, like qualified to work with them. The thing is that all of these systems, the moon, the sun, the seasons, astrology, all of these systems are totally accessible to you at any given point. The moment you decide to become interested in them, the moment you are called to learn about and work with them, you are already fully qualified to work with them. With that said, I know that sounds like, yeah, rah, rah, but I also know that we also all need guidance and support, and it can feel really isolating and lonely to have to, you know, feel like, okay, well, I just have to start from scratch then, right? That's not the case either. So I find the most empowering way to work with these systems is to, number one, throw out all the rules and tell anyone who tries to tell you that there are rules to screw off. Number two is to learn them in a way that helps you understand yourself better, okay? So learning things that don't actually impact you or don't actually have anything to do with your life doesn't do you any good. So, you know, learning about the moon phases and, you know, trying to practice your spells and your rituals so that they align with those phases when you don't really understand what those phases mean to you personally it doesn't really do you any good right you have to learn them in a way that actually makes sense for your real life so what does that actually look like well I'm glad you asked. So there are two main ways that the moon phases, and we're going to just work with the moon phases in today's episode, although this applies to all of the systems. There are two main ways that you can really work with the energy of the moon in your own life, okay? Number one is each phase, so new, waxing, full, and waning phases, each phase impacts you personally based on your natal moon phase, okay? So you won't find this information in your astrological chart itself, um, but you will find it, it's pretty easy to look up. There's a number of like different moon calendars and moon apps where you can look up a particular date and you can see what phase the moon is in. Um, it does also show it if you get your chart from astrocharts.com, it'll show also what phase the moon was in. So the moon phase at the time you were born has a really profound but very subtle impact on you. So people born at the 
at the new moon, right? So people born on the new or full moon are relatively rare um, because the moon spends most of its time in the waxing and waning phases. So the moon is in the new moon technically only for one day and one day in the full moon. We do feel the energy of that for a day or so on either side of both of those. So you could say that you were born, you know, on a new moon if you were born the day after. You know, it's sort of a, a judgment call, like what really resonates with you. But so if you're born on the new moon, especially if it's directly on, then that energy is going to permeate your life, right? That feeling of fresh starts and, you know, setting intentions and like going out and starting new things like that's going to be part of who you are. If you're born on the full moon, then that very magical, intuitive, flowing energy, that's really going to be part of who you are. Now, most of us, of course, are born during the waxing and waning phases because the moon spends, you know, most of its time in those phases. Um, and so waxing moon people tend to be more extroverted, tend to be more outgoing, more active, right? Going out and getting things and making things happen. Waning moon people tend to be more introverted, more, um, more kind of like focused on inner pursuits. Um, you know, it's more, not necessarily more spiritual, but maybe more focused on spiritual topics, you know, more focused on um, like the watery, divine, feminine kind of energy. Um, now, those are pretty broad generalizations um, because it also depends on so many other things in your chart. It depends on what sign the moon was in. You know, the waning moon in Aries is going to be very introverted, but very active, for example. Um, I was born on a waning moon in Aries. Um, so the natal moon phase is really important, but it is very subtle. So it's a fun thing to play around with because you can kind of get your own sense of how those moon phases impact you over the course of every month. So for example, you know, the waning moon phase for most people is about release. It's about letting go, right? For those of us born during the waning phase, though, we often feel more supported during that phase. You know, we feel more in tune with ourselves because we're kind of coming home, right? We're coming back to that internal inner pursuit space, that intuitive space. Um, and those of us born under the waning phase, you know, releasing and letting go and moving on to the next thing, opening portals to the next thing, the next phase of life. That's part of who we are. Um, so looking at what phase the moon was in when you were born is one really great way to kind of understand how the moon phases collectively impact you personally. Now, the other way that the moon phases impact you personally is that each moon sign impacts you based on your own chart. So the moon moves through all 12 astrological signs in just about one month, as I said, about 28 days. And so the moon spends about two and a half days every month in every sign. So the moon moves through all of the signs more quickly than any of the other, you know, planets or stars or asteroids or anything that we work with in astrology. And so the moon impacts us, you know, most, um, 
most collectively like in the moment, right? It's like we experience all of the planets, but because the moon moves so quickly, um, it's sort of like responsible for changeable moods and changeable energies from day to day. Versus most planets spend, you know, weeks or months or years in a particular sign. So as the moon moves through all 12 signs every single month, it moves all the way around your chart. Okay, so a little mini astrology 101 here. So you have all 12 signs in your chart and you have each sign in a particular house. So each house rules a realm of life. So the first house rules your sense of self and identity. The second house rules your physical reality, money, finances, pleasure, comfort. The third house rules communication and so on. So every house rules a particular area of who you are. And the moon moves through all of those houses every single month. So every month for about two and a half days, each area of your life is activated by the moon. So like, first of all, how cool is that? <laughs> that like the moon has that kind of power for us to flow and be in, be in ebb and flow with the tides of our own life. It gives us the chance to pay attention to every area of who we are every month. And so as the moon moves through each sign, it's activating a particular house for you. So for example, for me, I'm a Virgo rising, which means I have Virgo in the first house. So when the moon is in Virgo, it's in my first house. As it moves into Libra, it moves into my second house. As it moves into Scorpio, it moves into my third house. And so every month, as it moves through those signs, those particular houses and all the way around all 12 houses are being activated for me. So depending on what signs you have in each house is going to affect how the moon impacts you, what areas of life it's activating for you at different times. So when you know that, when you can pay attention to that, you can really work with that energy very intentionally, right? Because again, it's not just about knowledge. It's not just about knowing that, oh, you know, when the moon is in Libra, then, you know, my second house of money is activated. Like, cool. It doesn't just necessarily mean that money is going to flow in on those days, but it might, but it does mean that you can work with that energy intentionally. You know that those days are a portal to money for you. They're a portal to physical comfort. Um, and so really this is all about intention. You know, the more that you know, and the more you know how it shows up for you personally, the more you're going to be able to work with it in a way that isn't just haphazard, right? That isn't just like, oh, the moon's in Libra, so I'm gonna, you know, try this and see if it works. You don't have to see if it works, right? You know how it impacts you. And the more that you pay attention to this, the more you work with this, the more you're going to be able to, you know, really mold your reality and really create whatever you desire. I like to call it bending your reality because you do have that power. You know, as a witch, as a spiritual person, you have the ability to create whatever you want. And these are the tools that you have to be able to do that. So, so powerful. Okay. Um, 
And so when you really learn the moon phases in this way, when you learn not only what they are and what they mean and et cetera, et cetera, but you really learn what they mean for you and you can, you know, disregard everything else. You don't have to learn all of the things. You just need to learn what does all of this mean for you personally? Because to kind of revisit what I was saying about witchcraft being a system without rules, that is really empowering and really exciting, but it can be really overwhelming, you know, because this means that you're essentially choosing to follow a path that is completely of your own creation. You know, yes, you're taking inspiration from past tradition, you're taking inspiration from lots of different sources, you're using these different systems that have some established parameters, but you still are completely responsible for yourself. You know, being a witch is really about making your own rules. It's about learning what's important to you. It's about learning what works for you. Um, and really, one of the most important and most difficult things to do is letting the rest go, is saying, you know, I'm so glad that this ritual or this practice works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And therefore, I don't need to do it. I don't need to give it any of my energy or attention. I'm going to focus on the things that actually empower me, that actually support me, that nourish me, that make me feel totally in my own power. Um, you know, and that takes, it takes some courage. It takes some saying that, you know, I know I can make all my own rules. I know that I am totally capable of supporting myself and of getting the specific support that I need. You know, it's totally, totally justified and awesome and perfect and needed to go out and get the the support that you do need, you know, to ask for the help, to ask the questions, to ask people who understand these different systems, you know, maybe more intimately than you currently do. It's totally great to get that support and to then take that support and to filter it through your own intuition, through your own judgment and to say, you know, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for supporting me and helping me to learn and then making your own choices about what that information actually means to you and how you choose to work with it. So that I think is the most empowering thing about witchcraft. Once we can, you know, ditch the overwhelm, once you can choose to just focus on what actually matters to you, which I know can be difficult, but I also know you can do it. Once you make that choice, witchcraft is such an empowering space to be in where, you know, you make all the rules. You are your own source of wisdom and healing and nourishment. So I hope that that is helpful and helps you to understand how the moon really shows up in your own life, um, how it really impacts you. Um, and of course, these are all things that we're getting so much deeper than this in the Starlight Coven about. Um, so the Starlight Coven is this really amazing sacred space where myself and so many other amazing, incredible witches, like-minded people um, are gathering and we are really doing this work of reclaiming our connection to all of these systems, our connection to the moon, our connection to the seasons, um, you know, our connection to astrology and the movement of the stars. We're really reclaiming the simplicity, the simple ancient wisdom 
of practicing ritual and gathering in supportive community. We're really reclaiming this path of the witch that doesn't have any rules. You know, although it is called the Starlight Covenant, it is very much a coven space in that we are this amazing group of women coming together to support and grow and learn from one another. Um, but it is not a coven in that you have to follow any set path, you know? There's no rules. It's information, it's knowledge, it's wisdom, it's support. And then it's support in helping you to take that information and take it back into your real life, apply it in an actionable way, um, and to make your own choices about what it looks like and what it means for you. So this is perfect for you if you have been craving more of that connection, if you've been wanting more support and community, especially now with most of us in quarantine and isolation. Um, you know, the coven space has been so supportive for that, for really gathering together. You know, we gather for a live um, virtual group ritual on the Sabbat celebrations throughout the year. So our next one um, will be right before Beltane, right at the end of April. Um, but we also come together for, you know, live trainings and sessions uh, a couple times a month. So those are really amazing as well. So if you've been craving that connection and community lately, this is perfect for you. It's also perfect for you if you're ready to stop just learning all the things and to really start learning what these tools of witchcraft truly mean for you in your own real daily life, how they impact you personally, and how you can work with them. So come and join us in the Starlight Coven. Um, if this is calling to you, I know you're absolutely going to love it. Um, come and join us. There's a link in the description of this episode. The Starlight Coven is available for $49.95 per month, um, and there's no obligation. You can join and cancel at any time. You can pause your membership if you have to. Um, it is just such an amazing supportive community. I really invite you to come and join us. Come check it out and, you know, see how the moon and the sun and all of the other planets and the seasons and, you know, all of the cycles of the universe are really here to support you, uplift you and empower you. So come and join us um, and I will see you in the coven space and I will see you on next week's episode.